three, two, one, go. Hello, everybody. My name is Montgomery Borg, and I have a pretty severe stutter at times. And in this podcast, it probably won't be as noticeable as it is in real life, and that's for a lot of reasons. And I hope to bring some other people in and to show the t- differences, and also I have um a l- some p- public r- recordings of me speaking to where it is just really locked up and and it gets quite difficult to understand what I am saying and I am a senior architecture student at the University of Texas at Arlington and. Be, and be, because of that, I really have to speak a lot and have quite a bit of diction and fluency in the way I'm saying stuff. And I mean, part of it comes in my in child or from my ch- childhood. I I mean, I'm 25 now and. I've almost always had a problem with speaking, but I didn't speak as much as the average person just due to the fact that I was was afraid I would stutter or would be embarrassed or what have you. So I frankly do not have the verbal practice with controlling my vocal cords and my mouth and the way I should that that is so second hand to to so many p- people I interact with <clears throat> and you know I'm giving m- multiple presentations a week if not more, more, more often, I'm, I'm having to really verbally communicate and be very succinct in what I say. And I have noticed over these three years at UTA that it hasn't improved as much as I thought just because I have not really been trying on... In, doing things like this or really paying attention to how I am speaking and the speed at which I just don't need to speak with. I'll be uploading soon on a presentation I I gave last Friday. It is, I mean, today is Sunday, October 14th, and I'm hoping to do this a lot more. I have recorded segments on Anchor before, but I just haven't published it, and I am planning on publishing this right after I am done, because I just need to get in the habit of, I mean, I don't frankly care at all who listens, this is way more for me, but just that extra added factor of someone could be listening helps to somewhat up the anxiety and 
force m myself to not be too comfortable because I've definitely noticed me speaking alone versus me speaking to frankly anyone else is a wild difference and even like I'll just trip up on words that I had no idea what I would or I had no issues with in private but I've also really noticed and this is a pretty common thing that a lot of my stuttering comes down to breathing but there are a lot of factors why I stutter but from the technical side I'm just trying to speak too fast and get to the end of the word without actually saying the word in there because I'll only stutter on the consonants. I mean, vowels really don't trip me up, which is why I have to really put extra emphasis on the vowels instead of the consonants. And that helps almost leapfrog the consonant. And instead of focusing on the on the, the C sound of the consonant, I can focus on the O and that up in the consonant. And because I've really not liked recording myself and listening to, to myself for pretty obvious reasons. And I mean, even recording these last few presentations and speeches that I am like it, it pains me to listen to it and that's what I'm assuming every other person that listens it is just that much of a struggle but I've realized people aren't quite as judgmental as I am on myself in that I am just putting this intense perfection on my speech which I mean is obviously not a proper goal to look for at this exact moment in time. I am just trying to be comfortable in my speech and it really takes warming up my vocal cords and like on days I just go into school or work and I haven't really said m much at all to my roommates or whomever and then that first time I have to speak it is just really quite a block up and I can't get through it and I know it's almost all psychological because there's times I'll say a word and the word won't trip, trip me up at all but then either I'll have to say a similar sound or God forbid someone asks me to repeat myself and if that happens then usually if I nailed it the first time or I mean almost always the second time I just bumble on through it. It is quite something to, to both observe and suffer through simultaneously but I am noticing that the more I get out there 
and actually try and speak, the better it becomes. And I don't know why it took me so long, but every time I spoke, I was so focused on myself that I couldn't even realize how m m much the other person was giving to me in their attention and patience because I mean sometimes it is an utter struggle like I can't even get out four words but people look and listen intently and it has been years since I've had any sort of disrespect or I mean people at least give me the time to give my say as minimal as it can be which is also why I have to be very picky on the words I'm saying, and which is partly why I don't exactly know how long these podcasts will go, because I'm obviously speaking off the cuff. <clears throat> but so, I am a senior now, so I am towards the end of my undergraduate education and w with that I am there are higher expectations but also the expectations have shifted from do what the professor is trying to teach you in this technique or exercise and also they give you some sort of specific program but now it is way m more on me to d decide how to t <clears throat> how to implement what I've already done and synthesize through pretty in-depth research a direction to go in according to me versus according to the professor because it's really I mean it's crucial to find out what you enjoy and it's also cr crucial to find out what <clears throat> others need and enjoy because I mean odds are I mean this isn't Alan Watts saying but if you're interested in something someone else is as well and it is almost your duty to go and join and fulfill that enjoyment or pleasure and creator what have you but um I am t taking this pu this public speaking class and it is definitely outside of my comfort zone but I mean this class is just great and the professor is just Top notch. Her name is Carrie Capellish, and she, she, she's just an absolute beast at speaking. And she almost has this perfect teacher persona. And I mean, it, it just, but it, it does not feel disingenuous. It definitely feels from the heart and. And it's also very skilled because she's able to you know, change tones, change fiction, but, but even from that, the what she is teaching us is 
very valuable, or I mean, at least for me in, in many aspects of just how to deliver a speech and just how much time I frankly do have instead of trying to rush through all of these words but really enjoy saying each one and it has been quite something so I've given three speeches in that class but I've only re recorded the last one I wish I had recorded the first two but that's in the past and can't be changed <clears throat> but the first speech was a personal story speech. It, it, it was an introductory speech to Kidder and Names out there. And um, and instead of doing that typical college, Hi, I'm so-and-so, I'm majoring so-and-so, and I like sleep. Um, it's way more. Here is a story I have chosen to introduce myself and um i believe i have a recording of that i am going to upload as a or a recording of the practice and not a recording of the actual speech and then the second speech was actually an impromptu speech that she told us about only two days beforehand so i don't know how you practice for an in for an impromptu speech, I just sort of wallowed in in anxiety, but um, that the prompt I, I received because we threw it out of a hat basically was names um something difficult you you have had to do, and that was just a no brainer. It was what I was doing at that exact moment, and it is public speaking or honestly just speaking in general because I mean so much of our communication has gone online it can be just easy to rely on texting or what have you but in this real world people like we still interact face to face and with voice and I mean even over the phone it's still pretty analog and personal and I just have to I mean, I'm obviously pushing for mastery of speech, but I mean, I realize the long way to go, but I mean, this is only the very first podcast I'm ever doing, and I am really hoping to do this every day, um, if not, not pretty often to help also talk through my current projects, and because they're getting quite conceptual. And this professor I have for my studio class has been quite, or she's definitely taken a different angle than the traditional practices of architecture in the school. In that, um, there's a lot of very traditional design that is based on the actual formal and structural context of the city and it doesn't quite take the people into account and she is and my professor this semester is looking at design in an anthropocentric way in that the user is 
paramount and central to the entire d design. And so to take a step back, we started off this semester by doing a video over what she d described as our own personal innocence obsessions and people in, in the class today, a variety of things from gaming and traveling and binge watching and being busy or cars or what have you and I actually chose podcasts because I have been on the podcast bandwagon for at least two and a half years now to where a majority of my listening time shifted from music, which it had been just so heavily music, over to the spoken word. And a lot of that has to do with just YouTube on our phones all the time. And I can look up pretty much anything or other podcast apps. Um, <clears throat> And so in my first video, it was first explaining or showing that I enjoy podcasts, but in a deeper way, it was showing how, how revolutionary this new medium was and how it is as revolutionary as the Gutenberg Press in that we can now reach so many different people and the most crucial component is your found time like you're able to listen to this virtually whenever you want instead of if you wanted to read a book you would have to sit down and dedicate hours and hours and hours versus being able to take it in via audiobook or audio in general and hearing lectures and whatnot because I mean plenty Ivy League school and just plenty universities in general these professors are loading their lectures online for free Jordan Peterson being one of them and that's partly her I got interested in the spoken heard more is hearing these really in-depth and complex le lectures or discussions and over podcasts or what have you and seeing that that this medium provides this depth that can't really be found anywhere else i mean you can try and find it in a book or at a book club or it would take some a lot more dedication and it wouldn't be as individualized versus, I mean, here I'm able to just Google and search anything. But so, um, th that first video really argued that do we need this typical university structure in this age where so much information is free and online or, or at least cheaper than four to twenty thousand a semester at university because I mean knowledge as one thing being held 
at such an exclusive way it has all been now brought back down to the level of the individual in a way I mean you can find out anything you really need to know through enough thorough research because an issue in the caveat is obviously also if you have to do all this searching on your own you're going to encounter misinformation and really how do you combat that and from just doing as deep of research as possible so with that almost chaotic dissemination of information uh, my professor individually assigned all of us prompts for our our final design project and there are all these small groupings of words as in mine because of this insane chaotic information how do we decide which information is accurate and which should be distributed and I got as a prompt a broadcast room for lobbyists and in this first phase of the research in the anthropocentric design I've been really been focusing on what a lobbyist is and really trying to flip that definition on its head because I don't know how many of y'all know but you but lobbyists are the turning mechanism which has corrupted our entire democratic system to its core because they are able to legally legally bribe our officials and regulators which absolutely usurps the power of the people because our power isn't supposed to be our money it's supposed to be our voice and our vote and every vote is supposed to have an equal footing and through intense unlimited campaign donations thanks to the Supreme Court like the human or the individual's voice will is basically squashed because we can only donate up to $2,700 but if we are a corporation we can form a super PAC and donate unlimited funds just like millions and millions if not I mean as much as we would like and there isn't anything any citizen is able to, to do about it it takes really this awareness of how screwed we, we are being because lobbyists also control that d- dissemination of information and a lot of what we take in is controlled and all that aside the larger issue I see is when an interest group has a single interest and they are only going after that one interest well everything else hurts it like for instance for instance the the tobacco lobbyists I mean all they obviously care about is lower regulations for 
Paco and lower taxes, but I mean th th that is itself is when I don't know the exact numbers, but hundreds of thousands of people a year die from tobacco. And is that a greater good or is that just a short-sighted, I mean, uh, pseudo-capitalist, it's really just flat-out corruption. I mean, because I don't think that people would actually... Decide to give all of these corporations and special interests all these breaks if they really knew what was going into it. But I'm going to stop here for now today. I do have to get into the, this next phase of the project, which is really researching what a broadcast room is and what it means to broadcast and then a room for broadcasting and in, in a broadcast room for lobbyists so i'm going to try and break that down in a pretty unique and synthesized way that i think is going to send me in a different almost non-architectural direction but i have a professor that seems open to things so We'll see how how it plays out, but I will um speak to y'all very soon, and I hope y'all have a great day.